Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys. Jeannie. Yes, Adam. <laughs> so we are starting an interesting little sub-series of our podcast series right now. I don't know if you're even aware of that. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> oh, you're aware of everything. I forgot. But you know what we have coming up? Starting today with our wonderful guest and friend, Annette Franz, we have three repeat guests in a row. I know, and they all have new things to share with us. They all have new things, and we have never done this before. We are breaking podcast ground. Well, at least our podcast ground. Well, yeah, but still, what is there another podcast out there? I don't yes, even know. I don't think so. No, think of course you there is. ITunes, you just you just find us. Just find us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, there's wonderful CX and CS podcasts all around, and we many of our friends have them. We love them. That's but true. today we have our first of our two peats, I think, and that mm-hmm. is our buddy Annette, and she's got a wonderful book out called Customer Understanding. And what we're going to do is we're going to understand our customers better now. I think that's a great idea. And I love that we're inviting all these smart women back, by the way. Ooh, yes. The next three are are some of the top women in CX. And it's their second time on our show because this is where you show up again and again. Crack the customer code, right? It's the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you about our first guest that is tackling the the repeat episodes with us. Our guest today is Annette Franz, CCXP. She is the founder and CEO of CX Journey, Inc., a customer experience consultancy. With more than 25 years of experience in the customer experience discipline, she's an internationally recognized thought leader, coach, and keynote speaker, and is the author of Customer Understanding, Three Ways to Put the Customer in Customer Experience, and at the heart of your business. Annette, we're so thrilled you're on the program with us. Welcome back. Yay, I'm back for a second time. I love it. My two favorite people. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) Oh, you're (laughs) definitely one of our favorites and a two-peat now, so that's pretty good. I know. And I absolutely, you had your first book come out. It's an amazing book on customer experience, customer understanding. And I want to talk about it a little bit and some of the lessons inherent in it. All right. One of the things, you know, in your words, uh, communication is a critical tool to secure employee buy-in and adopt. And, you know, especially right to educate employees about the ongoing changes that lie ahead. So what should leaders be thinking about when they're preparing that communication? Yeah, a lot of things. (laughs) They should be thinking about a lot of things, but they should be thinking about um, a couple of different key things, right? Okay, so what's the message? You you have have 20 seconds to tell me. I'm so under pressure right now. (laughs) This is like double jeopardy or something, right? Um, So uh, they got to think about what the message is going to be, right? What kinds of questions are the employees going to want to have answered? And those are, there's always some big ones there. And then, so not only just what the message is going to be, but how to deliver that message so that, uh, and a couple of different things about how to deliver the message are one, the medium and two, um, the, the approach, right? The sort of the words that you're going to use to deliver the message. You've got to be very, um, you've got to be informational. You've got to be influencing. You've got to be encouraging. You've got to be all these different things, right? You've got to sell it basically. And uh, so those are probably the two key things is what's your message going to be and how are you going to deliver it? And so let me ask you this then, if you are talking about (laughs) employee buy-in and adoption, um, obviously that's, that seems obvious, but it's really about 
the changes around the customer experience. What kind of yep. customer experience are we delivering? And so um, why is that so important? Why is it so important to get your employees on board with that? Well, they're the ones who are going to be delivering the experience that uh, that the customer is going to be having, right? And so if we don't have them on board, then uh, it's just not, it's not going to happen, right? So we've got to get them uh, mm-hmm. understanding the why and the how and the, you know, sort of the, if we don't do this, why, why you know, why, why not? But yeah, the, mm-hmm. the outcome the or the, or the outcome yeah. we won't achieve as a result of that. So yeah. So they, I mean, they have to, they have to be in the know and they have to be involved again, because they're the ones who are going to deliver it. So if we expect that we're going to do a transformation without mm-hmm. um, the employee, you know, involved and adopting the, the things that we need them to do and, and delivering the experience that we need them to, it's just not going to happen. So so what are some best practices for connecting them to the why? Like if we understand that's yeah. important, well, how do we do it? Well, it's first uh, a couple of different things, right? First of all, we involve them, right? We don't force this thing, going on with the air quotes. I, I know I wasn't supposed to move right. my hands while we were doing this recording, but I'm using the air quotes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, so they've got to, uh, okay, I just lost the question. What was the question? <laughs> It was how, how how do we connect? Right? We're, we're, uh, <laughs> no, that, I know that feeling on it. Uh, no, so if we are focused on getting them to yeah. understand the why, how do we do that? How do we connect the the front yeah, lines? So to a couple things, right? So we have to involve them, right? We have to involve them and not just force it on them. Well, you guys know if you force something on it, uh, take your kids. If you force something on them, they push back, and, and employees do the same thing <laughs> because they don't understand. So we've got to um, involve them. We've got to um, communicate nonstop, right? That's such a big thing. We just talked about that. So communicate them w- to them, involve them in the process, like bringing them up and up and into it and bringing them along with you. Um, we've got to model the behaviors that we want to see as well, and, and then reinforce the behaviors that we want to continuously see happen. So, but the big thing is, is really to involve them because, um, uh, because if we don't, it's just going to be a, be a mess too. And the other thing too, is we need to put the vision out there, right? We need to let them know what it is that we're striving for. You know, the, it's, what's the vision, not only for the customer and the customer experience, but also the vision for the organization. So, and, and it'd be nice if those two were, <laughs> were closely linked. Right. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but if we don't have that, yeah. if we don't yeah, have that vision sure. out there and we don't communicate, sure. then again, they won't understand the why and the, where are we going? So communicate, I think communication and, and mm-hmm. involvement, those mm-hmm. are probably the two key, two key messages from that question. And how, and how, so how do you keep that going? Uh, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's sort of one of those things that it's easy when you're geared up and you're thinking about yeah, it, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to do this now. We're changing. We're going to get focused. We're going to talk to our people. Yep. We're going to have that communication. And then three months goes by. Yeah. So uh, you know, what are some techniques to sort of keep the fire burning, so to speak? And so keep I- that top of mind. Yeah, I think that's that's a great question and and that communication is going to stay there at the top, right? But I think the the second thing is a governance structure. Having a governance structure in place that brings together you've got a couple of different types of committees that you'll have that will bring the employees into the whole process, right? So, um one of them is a culture committee. That's a 
great example of one of the committees within that governance structure. The culture committee is going to make sure that the culture is what you expect it to be, right? And there, and that culture committee is sort of the conduit between their, you know, it's a cross-functional group. They're a conduit between their organizations, their department, their business unit, or where, wherever they've been plucked from, and the core CX committee, the steering committee, the executive committee, the ex- executive sponsor, et cetera, that is part of the governance structure. Your CX champions, same things. They're, they're um, representatives of their individual business units or their departments or whatever. That committee is also going to be a conduit between the departments and the key steering committees and the core CX team and everybody. What they're going to do is they're going to that in in terms of being the conduit, they're going to take feedback from the core CX team and the other core committees out into their organizations to help to really keep the momentum going. Right? They they're not the committee members aren't the ones who are necessarily going to do the work, but they're going to take that feedback out into their departments or their business units and help to keep that conversation going and and identifying and understanding who's gonna who's gonna do the work and how are we going to keep that momentum going. So we've got we're putting some of that onus on them, right? And then they're also bringing back feedback from within their business unit or within their departments back to the um, core committee or the steering committee to um, just be that conduit, right? And to always have sort of this never-ending communication from the that core committee out into each of the departments and back again. And and they're going to, they're, they've, uh, here's a short answer, beat them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> if only, if only it were daddy. <laughs> no, but those, but but as uh, that's how they're gonna. That's how they're going to. And I've seen it work with with all of my clients. Right, as soon as we set up those um, those committees within that governance structure people start to get engaged and they start to get involved. And what we need those committees to do is to help us get that grassroots groundswell that we're really looking for to get the rest of their department, to get the rest of their business units inspired and and excited about the work that's being done. And and I think the other key thing is, is the key message too, is that this isn't all about more work, right? It's not about making, making the employees do more than what they're already doing. It's really about having them do things more efficiently and having them do them differently to always put the customer into everything that they're doing. So I think that's a clear message. And I think that as part of those uh, committees, they've got to share that message with their departments and their business units too. They've also got to be the cheerleaders for this transformation effort to get that uh, employee adoption. Well, I think one of the things that you talk about in this book, which I totally agree with is all of this, and I love that you brought up governance because yes. it's not very sexy <laughs> to hear about, but it's also super yeah. important, right? And so a lot of people skip yeah. that part and they think, we're just going to be customer centric. Yay us. Everybody yeah. go do your thing. <laughs> Yay it. us. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but one of the things you spend some time in the book about is really un- how do you go about understanding your customers? Like there are all these different ways to do it and all these different methods. And I know one of the methods that you're a fan of, I'm a fan of as well, is customer journey mapping. But one of the challenges is that sometimes people think we've done the journey map. Yay. And then they move on. And so I'm wondering, you know, beyond just getting the map done, what are your favorite ways to really use a journey map as a tool 
to better understand your customers yeah. and to better improve the customer experience. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways those maps can be used, right? Um, some of my favorite ones mm-hmm. are, and this is a good segue from the conversation we just had, was to take them and share them with employees. You know, put them in your customer room or put them on the walls in your offices so that the employees can see what the experience is today. And then, you know, once we do the future state mapping, what the um, you know future state or the you know newly designed experience is going to be, become. Use it during onboarding, use them during training. It's really about bringing the customer and the customer's perspective into, into the organization and helping employees understand that. So that's a, that's a good segue from there. I like to use them too, to get executive commitment because anytime that I've had the CEO in a journey mapping workshop, um, that it's just such an eye-opening experience for them, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, every time I've had them in the workshop, if there was any doubt about whether there was going to be commitment from the executive, it's immediately erased because they've immediately said, oh my gosh, I can't believe we make our customers feel that way. And so, so I think that's, those are probably two of my favorite ways to use them. Um, you know, and, and I talk about in the book, I talk about the process too, right? That we can't just use the journey maps as a tool, but we've got to use them as a process because that, or, or think about it as a process, mm-hmm. because that's the only way that it's, that they're not going to be viewed as, you know, just a waste of time or, Hey, I did it and we're done, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, right. right. No, that's all really Well, it's good. a process, not a project. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's exactly. Really it's ongoing yep. commitment. Yep. Well, speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about feedback maps, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard about yep. journey mappings. Uh, certainly they have if they've been listening to this podcast, and uh, <laughs> but maybe probably fewer mm, have heard of a yeah. feedback map. So what is it and why should we create one? So feedback map is really a great way to inventory your your customer data. More important, I don't even think it's more importantly, but it's first of all, it's all of your feedback data, all of your VOC data, right? Um, so many organizations have so many different survey platforms and surveys and different places where they're getting feedback from from customers in different ways and and probably touching the same customers over and over again and probably stepping on each other's toes as they do that. So feedback map is a great way to really just take a look at the customer experience and capture along. And you can start with the way that I typically start is to lay out the life cycle stages of your, you know, your customer experience at the high level, at the stage level, right? And then within each stage, capture all of the touch points within. So now we can create, we do two things here. We actually create a touch point map, which is an inventory of all your touch points. It's not the same thing as a journey map. (laughs) 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 It's totally different. Yes. So (laughs) we get an inventory of all the touch points. And then as we capture those touch points, then we take a look at, okay, where now, where are we surveying our customers, right? Let's, let's capture at each of those touch points where we're surveying, what's survey data we're capturing. And you can also, if you have a really big piece of paper, <laughs> capture capture all the different types of data that you're capturing <laughs> from customers at that point too. So it's not just about the VOC data. It's also about the, uh, I like to call it the breadcrumbs of data that customers leave behind as they you know, interact and transact with the organization. So, so you can capture all of that too. It's a massive document because we have tons of data. We know that. But, the, but at a high level, Start with your survey, right? Capture, you know, track or inventory at each of those touch points where you're surveying. And you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at how 
often you trip over each other through across the organization because you're asking customers questions about the same touch points or, you know, maybe you're doing a, a, a I don't know, I'll make up something here. You're doing a purchase, um, post-purchase survey, but th- then you also start asking questions about, you know, customer service in there. And so now you've got also a post-transactional customer service survey. So now you're asking people about service multiple times, right? So so I think that it's a it's a great way to make sure that we don't have a respondent fatigue. So. Well, and what I love about that is it's a it's kind of a stopgap for a lot of organizations that are really struggling with data integration. So they don't mm-hmm. have yep. um, the one view of the customer yet and they just can't do it. They yep. just can't access it the way their data silos are set up. And so they think they're doing the right thing because they're gathering the feedback, but they're actually um, overstepping or repeating themselves or, you know, the, the data that they're gathering isn't exactly. ending up in the right place within the organization yep. Yep. Um, because it's not asked by the right people. So, or, or they're, um, get, or they're getting I, different data from different yeah. sources and not able to reconcile it because it's, because exactly. they don't have right. that uni- unity of view. Right. I think that's the biggest challenge right now is data integration yeah. for a lot of organizations. Yeah. You make a great point. There. So that's really good. Advice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the one, thing that I would just add to that is, is that we're talking here about the respondent experience and respondent experience is very much customer experience, right? So we have to remember that the surveys and the feedback and all of this is mm-hmm. actually part of the customer's experience. Too. Yeah. Sometimes it's the only way we interact with them, right? I know, <laughs> like, right? Take a survey, take a survey, take a survey. <laughs> we care about you, take a survey. Yeah. So yeah. We, yeah, it's a great, great point. And it's probably something we don't talk about enough uh-huh. in customer experience. So I love yeah. that that was something that you addressed here. But um, yeah. well, the book is great. Oh, sorry, Adam. No, I was just going to say, I think that's super important. So uh, uh, Annette, I just want to know on a scale of <laughs> one to 10, how likely are you to recommend or refer this podcast? Oh, why or why not? Well, why am I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's always an 11 for you guys. So uh, turn it up. Turn it up uh, to 11. Our friends, our friends go to 11. That's what we yes. do here on Crack the Customer Code. But yeah. <laughs> nice. So the book is fantastic. It really is. Thank it's you. a great kind of on the ground how to, I think a lot of people get a lot of value from this. And so, um, you know, tell us where can we find you, the book, how can our listeners reach out to you, all those good things. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. So you can find me at um, cx-journey.com. Um, if uh, you want to contact me, you can just, um, my contact information is on the contact page there. Um, or you can just email me at Annette at cx-journey.com. Um, the book is on Amazon. It's in both uh, Kindle and paperback format. So either one available there. That's the only place you can get it, Amazon. Great. Well, what else do you need, really? I know, right? <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yes, truly. I hate to say that, but it's kind of true. Uh, <laughs> Well, oh, thank you so much for being here with us on your second visit here to Crack the Customer Code. It's always so fun to talk to you and Likewise. keep up the good work and keep fighting on behalf of our customers because we all need to do this. We all need to um, do real things, practical things that make sense in order to improve experience. And I know you're leading the cause there. So thank you. Thank you. And you guys are, you know, especially, uh, you know, you've, you're with this podcast and the work that you do outside of the podcast, obviously you guys do the same. So, but with the podcast, you're able to bring a lot of different, you know, minds together for your audience to hear different perspectives. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, well, thanks so much. And appreciate it. Take care. You too. I feel like I understand. How do you feel? I do understand. What is it I understand? You just tell you just tell me what I know and don't know right now. Is that where we're at, Jeannie? 
pretty much. That's where we've been for a while. I know. So, <laughs> no, you know, so I think one of the things is a really neat part of this discussion. And it's, I think it's that little sort of layer of depth that often you don't get to in interviews or in blog mm-hmm. posts is just, okay, here's like the surface of journey mapping. Not that we like explored every detail by any means in our short uh, format, but just mm-hmm. the, yeah, the idea of, look, the map is a starting point. Yep. Right. And there's yep. just so much you have to do with it and um, do to maintain it. And all, you know, th- there's, there's so much to that. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, one of the, uh, Annette touched on it in the interview. We all, uh, to, you know, we all touched on it together a little bit. And then she really digs into it in the book. And I think it's a, it's an important message if you are a customer experience leader, if you're, trying to drive change if you're interested in doing journey mapping or you're doing journey mapping understanding you know sort of the limits and potential of a journey map mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and i also thought it was such a great um conversation about some of the real things that are going on in companies and how like survey fatigue and response fatigue is a real thing and so what can we do to address that in the customer experience perspective um, and, you know, using that feedback map model as a way to do that, understanding the difference between a touchpoint map or touchpoint inventory and a journey map, all of those things matter when you're really doing the work. And we actually talked about governance, which we haven't always talked about here. And it's such an important topic. So, well, I mean, you know, when you want people to get excited, you bring up governance. That's when the party <laughs> starts, Jeannie. I know that's what that's what you keep telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Gosh. And you know what? I, we got to give a little shout out because it wasn't in Annette's bio. I think because the bio uh, we got the bio a little before it happened. But uh, you know, we have a little bit of CX royalty here just to let our listeners know. Uh, Annette, our buddy, was just uh, I guess sealed or I don't know officially voted in as the chairperson of the CXP of the Customer that's Experience right. Professionals Association. So. That's right. She is the uh, grand poobah now. Yes. So <laughs> very much so. So show some respect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bow before the ring. <laughs> She's gonna wear one of those hats, like the furry red hats now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, anyway, it was a great uh, discussion, a great message, and uh, just you know, uh, use your maps well. Let's just leave it with that. Yes. And understand your customers. There you go. (laughs) Speaking of that, what a great way to do that by continuing to listen to Crack the Customer Code. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio. So be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. We so appreciate you being here with us. Please don't forget, ratings and reviews help other listeners find us, people just like you who are interested in customer experience and customer service. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our journey mapping programs, CX workshops, training, and speaking at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Depork, and you can learn more about my keynote speaking, our customer service workshops and training, and how we can help you win with experience at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.